Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 469, from July 16th, 1997, a Wednesday night show, with guest Kay's Choice. Adam starts out the show in a particularly good mood, and has an awesome opening rant about crappy TV executives. Dr. Drew seems to be genuinely offended. Later in the show, he does that weird thing where he asks the female guest if she's attracted to him, which results in the typical uncomfortable and sometimes amusing result. Caller Tyler breaks down the gay code for Adam, Dr. Drew, and the band, explaining the top-bottom terminology to them for what seems to be the first time on air. This is the only known appearance of Kay's Choice during Classic Loveline with Adam Carolla. They're a really fun band, and they have great music. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997, some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. If you want to check out more of my work, please see SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. it is phone number 1-800-LOVE-191 fax number 310-854-4455 i'm adam carroll that is dr drew is a board certified physician dixon medicine specialist tonight our guest is uh, the band case choice uh, case choice is out with uh, tonic and the verve pipe uh, so i hear they're at the uh, el rey last night and they're somewhere i don't know in pomona or something tonight but uh probably coming straight from the gig so um we'll uh mop the sweat off the band when they roll in here drew's in a uh piss-ass mood tonight because uh he's too busy mm. am i right Drew? yeah and uh i've been telling you for months now that you have to be assertive with your patients yeah drew's problem is is he's uh he's like a, a reed in the wind when it comes uh, to his patients he's an enabler this drew yeah Codependent, you, yeah. codependent uh, slash enabler uh, slash uh, pedophile clown. Hmm. And he has all these uh, geriatric uh, patients. And they call him. They beep him at all hours of the night. It's usually not the geriatric ones doing that to me. Who is it? It's usually the younger ones. Really? Yeah. I thought you were always complaining about the old folks. No, it's the young ones? I'm just saying it's mostly those that, that do that. And what percentage uh, you, of you, the questions they have for you would you consider mm, nonsense or could be handled at a different time in a different place? What, 80, 80, what, 89%. 80 yeah. or 90%? Yeah. And that pager will go off uh, but, t- during this show. Yeah, It'll go off you when hear, you're getting your precious beauty sleep. <laughs> mostly what you hear is, is hospitals calling, and that can't wait. Okay, but... That's different. And that is mostly older folk that are in the hospital. All right, but we need to line out your patients is what I'm saying. Line out? Get yeah. rid of them? No, I mean, you need to get them in line. Well, you need to straighten the them out. Yeah, I know. I mean, you need to uh, you need to create consequences when these people call and bug you in the middle of the day asking, uh, Doctor, I just had a shot of Robitussin. Is that going to affect my medication? You need to straighten them out. At this point. How do you suggest? I, I did it with both my neighbors. I did it with the neighbor in front of me, and I did it to the neighbor uh, behind me. What happened to the neighbor in front? A neighbor in front of me is a crazy old guy. He was yelling at you to move the cars. Move the cars! Move the goddamn cars! It's just yelling from the street. I mean, it, 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 he looks like Mr. Rogers, uh, but he's got a mouth like Marge shot this guy, and he yells from the street. And the great thing about old folks, whenever they yell... 
they work in a physical uh, problem as well. You move the damn cars. i am just got cataract surgery and I can't see the goddamn cars. Oh, I finally went down there and yelled at the guy. I mean, yeah, being aggressive is not being assertive. No, I have uh, I have all the guys working on my house. I have them uh, trained. Well, actually, most of it is just genetics. <laughs> uh, some old guy will yell up the hill, move the cars, and they'll just yell down, Hey, screw you, pops! And then the yelling persists, and uh, my wife can't get out of the driveway. And uh, I just went down there, and I said, hey, listen, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's work going up here on this hill. I'm taking my house. I'm putting a ton of money into it. This is the only house you can see from your house, and you should be kissing my ass. Now, there's going to be cars parked on the street, and your wife may have to execute the uh, incredibly elusive three-point turn once in a while to get into the effing garage. But there's work going up here, and when the work's done, the cars will move. Until then, there's going to be inconvenience. Now I got the guy scared. He equates me with a verbal assault. And, and nutball. And nutball. And the neighbor behind me equates me with verbal abuse, too, because, um, you know, she wanted me to, like, paint her house because, uh, you know, the stucco guy allegedly got something on her curb or something. So, uh, Drew, you got to lay it down. You understand? Being aggressive is not being assertive, though. I think you got a little confused. You that. start assertive. Uh, that grows to aggression, and it's good to throw in a little uh, condescension every <laughs> once in a while. You know what I'm saying? No. A little, uh, A little abuse. And then here's what happens. Uh, they called you last week for some nonsense nothing that got you out of bed. Now it's this week, and they're thinking... They're having one of the little panic attacks. I, I, I don't know what to do. Ah, here's an enabler. Here's a guy who'll listen. I'll call Drew. They pick up the phone. They get three digits into your pager number, and they go, and a little bubble goes off in their head. Wait a minute. Last time I called this guy, he made an ass out of me. He was pissed off. And then they think about it. She's, what, it, what am I calling him about again? And then they go, eh, I guess it could wait. And they hang up. All right, so you lose a couple of patients. Uh, you know what I'm saying, Drew? Yeah, Seriously. Yeah, yeah, you, you may, yeah. I know you think I'm kidding, but you know what uh, I'm talking about. I know about. what you're you talking about. you got to lay it down but, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, new, uh, new, uh, new news on the vibe front. Oh. Uh, oh, really? Drew and I Something are doing... I don't know anything about? No, well, it's just kind of funny. Uh, Drew and I are doing the show uh, Vibe, the TV show Vibe. It's a Quincy, Quincy Jones uh, new project, late night uh, UPN show. And uh, we did. Uh, we're, I was talking last night about a uh, hour-long uh, pre-interview we right, each did. And right. uh, Drew and I are always a little nervous whenever we go into doing any of these things because we rarely do them. And then when we do do them, we're sorry we did. Yeah, like that stupid. Uh, what was that? Entertainment Tonight. That they never aired. Yeah. What was that? Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they had a whole big thing. Hey, uh, and here's how these things always start. Entertainment Tonight wants to do an interview with you guys. Right. right. Uh, and whenever it sounds, uh, this is like, uh, this is the same thing uh, that says, uh, like when you get in the mail once in a while. Hey, uh, come just on down. $20, no, all you got to do is uh, take a look at the condo complex. You get a big screen TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. You mean I just uh, head down to New Hall and take a look through one of the showrooms and I uh, get a big screen uh, Mitsubishi? Oh, Christ. Hell yes. But there's always something. Yeah. So when they say uh, Entertainment Tonight wants to do an interview with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew, we go, uh, well, the first thing we go is, all right. And the next thing, about an uh, eighth of a chicken's heartbeat uh, later, we go, what do you think they want, Drew? <laughs> what now? Sure what enough. Now uh, really... But don't worry. The people around us always, oh, no, they want to do an interview. Then we go in there and sit down. Okay, here's what we're doing. What we're doing is 
we have celebrities and they have problems uh, dating. And, and we're going to ask you what they should do. Uh, so you guys just sit there. All right, fire up the camera. Um, here we go now. We got the makeup. Okay. Um, John Stamos. What do you think he ought to do, Drew? Uh, who's John Stamos? Uh, he's that guy from Full House. Uh, is he married? Uh, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Is there another celebrity? Um, Joanne Worley. What about her? Uh, I don't know. Is she married? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's good, fellas. Uh, we got all we need. Horrible. <laughs> uh, it'll be airing any day now. Right, what's going to happen tomorrow? What uh, have you heard? So this is the genius of TV. Yeah. Uh, you know, those a-holes at uh, ET can just kiss my ass. Oh, what a debacle. I want my life back. <laughs> I want the two hours they took from me. They took two hours from us, Drew. <laughs> I looked. want it back. Two hours for me is a huge, believe me. Oh, I want to give me, it back to my that, kid. That's, uh, that's a uh, nap. Six and masturbatory <laughs> sessions and a couple of naps, please. And, uh, and, and, and criticizing the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Abusing the neighbors. Abusing the neighbors. I mean, that was all in my date book. I want it back. And do we get paid a penny for that? No. No. And whose fault is it if they got a bunch of lame-ass questions and a stupid gay premise? It's our fault. Here's the problem with TV. Let me tell everyone the problem with TV. TV is chock full of idiots who would rather come up with horrible, stupid, funny-sounding ideas rather than just interview intelligent, interesting people. Right. We have to take people that are, uh, most people would agree that Drew and myself are interesting, uh, at times funny, at times controversial, and at times informative. Just interview us, and there you'll have it. And don't come up with what the F uh, John Stamos is doing on the weekend. I want it back. I want the well, two hours back. What, 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 what am I giving up tomorrow? I want E.T. to kiss my ass, and I want that two hours back. Right. All right. Uh, no, the only thing about Vibe, I'm sure it'll be good because I know one of the, uh, I know the producer oh, on you the found, show. You found that you discovered that? No, I did know him. Oh, okay. And that's probably why we're on or something. And he's a fan of mine, and he right. likes the show, and uh, okay. we'll be All fine, right. I think. But uh, we did this long interview uh, yesterday. We're doing the show today, and... Tomorrow. The guy, uh, sorry, tomorrow, and uh, Nick says, uh, the guy's interviewing us, uh, have any guests ever given you any wacky thing? And I'm thinking, I, I just got to learn to say no. <laughs> I said, uh, well, Poe uh, sent me a book uh, called The History of the Breast, and uh, Chris Hardwick from uh, Singled Out gave me an inflatable sheep once. Those are the only two um, gifts uh, any guests have ever given us. So he goes, uh, could you bring those in? Ugh. And I'm thinking... I smell trouble. Yeah, that's bad. I smell kooky. That uh, kooky is not good. I smell kooky TV. Is that what they're, is that what they're getting? I into? can see you just uh, dry humping that sheep right now. Is is that what they're getting? All into? right, so just listen, just listen to me. So I'll, I'll I just let just listen. So I come in here that night. Yeah. This is last night. Yeah. And I say to you, Drew, uh, off the air. Yeah. Hey, these guys want me to bring in the sheep and the boob book. Yeah. And then I take a beat, and we both talk about Lisa for a second. Right. And I say, what do I say? You're not going to do it. Do you listen to me, Drew, yeah, when I'm talking? Yeah, you said you weren't going to do it. I'm not bringing it in. Yeah. I say, and here's what I'll do. I'm just going to show up. They're sending a limo for us tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just going to show up and go, oh, uh, damn. Forgot, Forgot it. it. Forgot it. I get a call tonight. Uh, hey, uh, we're sending a messenger over for that sheep in the boob book. Uh, it'll be there at 9 in the morning. No. Mm-mm. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> it ain't no, happening. No, no, no. Okay, we'll take the stand then. Yeah. All right, are oh, we yeah. together? Oh, absolutely. All right, no boo book, no sheep. Uh, well, I'm not going on that thing if they're going to take all that crap. I, I'm really, I'm going to be one of those 
Good. It's going to be a John Favreau. Uh, Drew the a-hole. Nothing better. All right. Uh, no sheep, no boob bucks. No. No, no. God, that stuff just pisses me off so much. But true, it's I mean, funny. It, it's the, that, that, the, the taking this show to down is what it really does, and I hate that. If they just will just let us talk about what this thing is, we're trying to do something but worthwhile. But what's John Stamos doing? Oh, God, I hate that. How big of idiots is everyone? How, uh, except for the guys who work on our show on TV, everybody in TV is just a complete a-hole. They don't know what the F they're talking about. And let me tell you the most dangerous a-holes in the world. <laughs> let me tell you what the most dangerous a-hole in the world is. It's an a-hole who drives a Mercedes and makes a good six-figure salary. These are a-holes who think they're right. The most dangerous kind of a-holes. I'm sure the Vibe people are, are nice. The guy who interviewed us uh, was plenty nice. And uh, they just, but nobody gets it. Everyone's got to turn something into comedy. Yeah. You want a good show? Bring me and Drew out there. We'll just let us talk. You know, let, let us talk. Let someone let in the audience about, stand up. We'll answer a question yeah, or something. Let us talk about what we do. Oh, no, Christ. but Drew, we got to do we, something. Listen, we need the inflatable sheep. Come on. If you bring that sheep, I swear to God, I'll, I'll stomp on it. <laughs> that could be interesting. If we can get a picture of you laying on it, uh, <sighs> we'll be in good shape. Oh, my God. There I'm not going it. tomorrow. You're going by yourself. I Listen, I, uh, they're sending a messenger over at 930 tomorrow morning in my house to collect the book and the sheep. Nope. No. All right. I won't give it to them. No. All right. Listen. No, if, they have a pro- if they have a problem with that, listen. Call I won't give them the book. I won't give them the sheep. I'm calling Harold. No, 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 no. Listen. I won't give them the book. I won't give them the sheep. No. I'll give them the book. No. I won't give them the sheep. No. I, we're not going to that wacky. We're not going down that Lisa Road again. I'll give them uh, one of the sheep's legs and part of the book, just uh, chapter four. Mm. We're not going down that road. <laughs> I'm not even stepping stick, one step down that road. Uh, I, I'm so offended by that stuff. Uh, I am so offended. Uh, but Drew, you don't know entertainment. Come on. You got to have a sheep. Don't you understand? And a laugh track. A laughing sheep track. Oh, that's good TV. Tyler. Yeah. You're 26. Yeah, I sure am. All right, get Drew for a uh, bust a nut here. He's really going nuts. <laughs> By the way, Drew, I agree with you. I was offended, too. I am so offended. Oh, I'm the, so, the humanity. The indignity. So when it, are we going to get some dignity? It offends our listeners. It, it takes... It just, it just, Where, where's the respect, Drew? All right. Would C. Everett Coop be asked to bring an inflatable sheep Thank to a you. TV show? Please. Tyler? Yeah. You're 26. I am. I was uh, wondering, um, Dr. Drew, what yeah. are the signs of sexual addiction? Uh, compulsive sexual acting out in preoccupation in spite of mounting consequences, like hurting people, hurting yourself, not being able to work, getting sexually transmitted diseases, pregnancies. What's happening? Um... Let's see. Well, I had sex the first time when I was 13, and since then, I'm not exactly sure how many people I've been with. My guess was probably like around a thousand. No. Yeah. Oh, you, uh, the, the white Wilt Chamberlain? How can you have sex with a thousand people? I, I don't know. I don't even do know. do that. Counting years ago. I've tried to have sex with a thousand people. I've sex with 11. <laughs> my penis and I reached a compromise. My brain went, uh, I'd like uh, sex with a thousand people. Uh, my penis said, I can't do that. <laughs> so, I mean, that would be... Uh, well, how often are you having sex with strangers? Um, usually three or four times a week. How? No. Are, are these the scariest women in the world? No, I'm gay. Are these the scariest men in the world? No. Let's see, you can do this if you're gay. Probably been with that serial killer a couple times. Possibly. So, uh, 
what happened to you? Why are you why are you going nuts like this? I don't know. I mean, I've been listening to your show for a year and a half, so I've asked. Well, now wait a minute. Adam. I put myself in all the all the categories. Now wait a minute. Wait, 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 like wait, 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 wait. Now you you and I have had this discussion before, Adam, about about what would happen if men were in charge of relationships. Uh, that's right. It, okay. It's the. Uh, <laughs> It's it, right. It's uh, the, the out of control penis syndrome. Right. Yeah. You got the only thing that stops most guys from getting laid is that they're trying to ha screw women. That's right. Uh, you you remove uh, the ovaries from the equation and put another uh, set of uh, of uh, sc another scrotum right. sack in there. You got trouble, my friend. So you just go out to any gay bar any any night of the week, and there's a guy there who's maybe the equivalent of you. Yeah. Right, and that that wasn't such uncommon behavior, before, sort of pre-AIDS, uh, but right. now it's extremely safe sex. Though I've never had any sexually transmitted diseases. Well, yeah, uh, are you having anal sex? Occasionally. That's not. I don't care what you're doing. That's not extremely safe. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah. How do you uh, how do you broach that? I mean, when you're at a gay bar and you meet a guy, and you know you're going to go home with him. Uh huh. How do you figure out the uh, anal sex stuff? Like, are you going to do it? Who gets to do you what? You just bring it up? Yeah. Is there some sort of code? Oh, yeah. What's the code? Um, somebody who enjoys being the male, the dominant figure in the relationship refers to themselves as a top, and then the feminine would be the bottom. So in a heterosexual relationship, um, whoever, whatever the woman would be doing is what you refer to as a bottom. So you just bring it up. So it's not even... top or you a bottom. Right. So it's or not even... Most people are versatile. They enjoy both. Not even uh, necessarily uh, uh, anal sex, but it could be oral sex or... Or both. Right. Whatever. Right. But if you're yeah. the bottom, you're the guy who's performing the oral sex. Correct. Huh. i got to work this in to the uh, heterosexual world somehow, Drew. <laughs> uh, we need some sort of code. Uh, Speaking of which, Adam. Yeah. Um, you've, uh, I've heard you tell several guys that it's not uncommon at all to not have an orgasm when they're... Uh, partner is performing oral sex on them and i don't see this to be a problem at all in the gay community i think it's a heterosexual thing yeah i think uh if if you make the commitment to go gay and you can't orgasm with a blowjob you're in a world of hurt i think so i mean you might as well uh, get the revolver out and put it to your head because now you're 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 not only being ostracized by your family uh, you can't get off right but i think if you have somebody who knows the equipment performing then it makes it that much better yeah i would uh i would bet that uh like they say a woman knows what a woman likes i bet right. orally a guy if you could get past the uh, goatee <laughs> uh would probably would probably do a better job than a woman right. why not he knows uh he, he knows what it's about and especially a guy like yourself tyler has been uh with a number of partners i bet uh that you could do it upright Maybe. <laughs> I would assume so. you got to be really bad if you haven't learned something by now. All right, right. so what can he do, Drew? Well, I'm, you were never abused. Is that correct? No, I wasn't. Okay, so this is just sort of an uncontained behavior. Right. That I does... think when I first uh, moved here to the city, um, that's just something I started doing was going to like adult video stores and meeting people. And then when I turned 21, I started going to the bars. And it's just a way that I've always gotten sex. And now... Anytime I get into a relationship, if I'm in the relationship for more than about a month, I get so bored with the person sexually after three or four times that it's just I want to find somebody else. Well, I can't stay in a relationship. I mean, usually this kind of... One of the ways you can understand these sorts of behaviors in terms of being defensive, that is to say you're distancing yourself and your feelings through all this sexual acting out. And the, the way you're behaving in your attempts at intimacy sort of confirm that. I mean, you can't stay in the relationship 
God forbid you should develop some feelings, you have to leave. Right. Same, go thing, back on same thing you hear guys uh, calling about when it comes to women. What? That they, they, what? So they get hooked up with a woman, uh, they start to get a little, some feelings, and they start straying. Right, that's right. Yeah, they don't, they don't want to be... All they right, don't no different here. It's just a gay relationship, right. and the guy happens I mean, there's to be some, a there is partner. some sexual compulsion, and something is up. I mean, something's going on, I suspect. All right, because so it's, uh, it's get, not, some, get some therapy. And, it's um, not normal. Get a muzzle, a uh, butt plug, and some therapy. It's not... <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Come on, Drew. It's not We've routine behavior up. for these days, and it is not safe, and it, you are really taking your life right. in your hands, and there, there's Come no on. way you can make that kind of contact totally safe. Yes, yeah. All right, Nora, 15. Um, oh, hello, Adam. Uh -huh. I had a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, besides the obvious, I was wondering if you knew the physical effects uh, on the body of having anal sex. W what is the obvious? Um, well, I, I don't, the obvious, like, uh, I don't know exactly, just like... Um, <laughs> you want to know what it does to your aura? <laughs> what does it do to you physically, like... It, you can cause anal pathology. I mean, you can tear down there. You can uh, cause bleeding and hemorrhoids, and you can transmit sexually transmitted diseases very effectively. Yeah. Very effectively. Yeah, but, you know, the body's versatile. I mean, hell, uh, as Drew was saying yesterday, if a baby's head can come out of there, uh, then certainly... Uh, out, of, out of... Out of what? The vagina. Oh, the... Vi oh, really? Adam, what are you... I got to write that down. Adam, what are you doing? <laughs> I had no idea. Are you, I just seen the pictures with them up in stirrups. I didn't know what was going on. Boy, you learn. I told you I wasn't a real good student, and they don't teach you that in carpet cleaning. All right. You're just warming up for tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to bring... You know what I'm bringing? I'm bringing a herd of sheep. That would be an improvement. Uh, it would. That would be fine. Uh, so, so Nora, it's not the healthiest thing you can do, but it's also not something that is terrifically dangerous. Is, um, that, is that something you're engaging in, Nora? No, uh, not at the moment. Mm. No, I, you, you got know. a boyfriend putting the uh, backcourt press on you? Uh, no, not a boyfriend, no. <laughs> I like that. That'll be our new term for a uh, boyfriend who's basically trying to talk his way into his girlfriend's anus. Uh, he's putting on the old backcourt press, huh? Most of them do. Oh, Most do? of them do. Uh -oh. Most of them do. Nora, you're 15, baby. Oh, yeah, I know. What's up? What's that about? <laughs> What's up with Nora? Nothing's up with me. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. What's going on that uh, you think most guys at age 15? 15, no, well, you're supposed no, to have a, 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 a crush on uh, one of the, uh, you know, one the monkeys. of the, one <laughs> <laughs> the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, have you seen, uh, have you seen, uh, David Jones? I was going to say Peter Tork, but, uh, <laughs> All right, Nora, have you been with a lot of guys who've put the backcourt press on you? No, I haven't. actually haven't been with any that have done that. Oh. I, I don't uh, date guys my age, usually. Who do you, who do you date? Uh, just older, not too older. How much older? Uh, like 20. That's, that's a lot older. kind of old for 15. Uh, kind of. Yeah. It's a lot older, Nora. You sound real mature. Oh, thank you. It's Everything uh, okay with you and the family? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Hmm. Mm. She said three definitely's. <laughs> Almost as bad as Ozzy and Harriet uh, type family. You're right. Uh, dad still around? No. Uh -uh. Oh, perfect. Well, that's uh, if your dad and your mom are divorced and I say is everything good with the family, that, that can only um, get well, one definitely. You can't get three definitely. That's good, def that's good though, that, he, that he's gone. All right. See, there's another reason to get rid of another definitely. Right. We're down to one definitely. Dad, dad was an abusive alcoholic. Uh, that, that doesn't mean things are fine in the family. I speak to him. Uh, we're just, uh, he just lives. She didn't away. deny that, by the way. Uh, dad was an abusive, al abusive no. alcoholic? No, no, no. What was he? Um, Why is it so good that he's out of the house? Because he's cheap. <laughs> because because I, I don't like him that much. I, I like him 
being far away, but not close up. I just well, let's ask the question again. <laughs> Why is it a good thing that he was he left your family? Um, it was better for my mom just because he uh he was real controlling with her. And physical. No, no, no. Just mm -hmm. um, mentally, like not letting her out of the house and. Uh -huh. not okay, so your your dad's a bit of an abuser, Nora. Uh, maybe sometimes you know. Okay. So you're 15 and you're looking for new new papas. <laughs> new abusers. Yeah. What, and what is the 20. ultimate control, by the way? Uh, butt love. Uh, when your penis is in someone's uh, ass, the answer to every question is what, Drew? Yes. Nora? Yes. All right. So we've seen, uh, we've seen right through your thinly uh, veiled. Per uh, definitely. Definitely. All right. You, you have some issues. You have some issues with guys. Uh, yes, I, I all right, do. I all right. Keep that. stuff away from your ass. Do okay. not date guys over 18. And see if you can date guys closer to your age. Believe the me. The guys that are dating you, telling you, it's not, you're not the problem. The, the guys you find that are 20 to, to date you are the problem. All right. Well, Drew, we got right through that. All right, uh, you want to sell the hell on next call? I haven't or? picked one yet. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here's never had a relationship. She doesn't know what's up. Uh, feels like an oddball. All right, who's that? Chris. Use the name, please. Chris. Okay. The voices are trying to... I will give a little love to one of our fine sponsors, allballpro.com. I got one of these things. It's one of those rebound trainers, but it's a real one. Oh, pit, like, like a pitchback kind of thing. Yeah, except for that one was made out of like thin wall, yeah, yeah, hollow, yeah. whatever, and you snapped it together, and there's a picture of Pete Rose next to it. But Mine uh, broke within probably a I had weeks. one. It was orange. I had one when I was like 10, and it fell over the first time I threw a ball no at it. No resistance whatsoever. This thing is big. It is heavy-duty. It is weatherproof. It is uh, powder-coated. It is UV-protected. Nice. And my son – now, so, so you oh. say to yourself, my son's <laughs> out there. Sonny, you kick the soccer ball against it, but you go, but how do you do a football and get the uh -huh. football to come back at you? You can figure out the baseball and the Can't soccer be ball. Can't be done. They have a football that's sawed off. They have a, a football that is half a football, and it's flat on one oh. side. Tom, Tom Brady wants that football. Tom Brady. Tom Brady used that football. He's using that football. It's shaped like a ham? <laughs> yeah. You basically just throw it against the thing, and it comes right, right oh, back okay. to you. The thing is so good that my son, I try to... I try to explain to my son, you play, you're supposed to play with it when you're alone, right? Yeah. He'll put my daughter, Natalia, on one side in an angle, and he stands on the other side, and he bounces it off and bounces it to her. That's like the big, yeah, uh, it's a big thing. That's something. Uh, yeah, it looks like, by the way, the football looks like Tom Dempsey's foot. Yes. If you can find a picture of the man who <laughs> held Topical the reference. The Timely. Man held the uh, record for longest field goal. Half a foot, right? In the NFL for about 35 years. That's right. Anyway, uh, you get the kids off the iPads and the Xbox. You get them out there. Uh, this thing doesn't require assembly. It is heavy duty. These I feel guys... like I deflated my son's balls by never getting him this until I'm going to get this on the way back. It also uh, kind of looks like an Asian woman's foot. <clears throat> We're talking about Tom. Sticks of a copy. Special <laughs> offer. You go to allballpro.com, use my name, Adam, get 10% off your order, and you get the free football. So if you love your kids, you want them to get outside, and you, you, you know, you're in there taking care of business, let them stay busy with allballpro.com. It's sort of like this. Like <clears throat> when I was a little kid, or even as an adult, I said, like, wouldn't it be nice if they made like a a real big wheel, like a big wheel with mm -hmm. ball bearings and oh, rubber yeah. tires and like not just crappy plastic one. They've done that with the pitchback yeah. thing. It's the all ball okay. pro.
fitsdog.com. Hey, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitz Dog Radio, right here on Podcast One. Join me, track my rage against middle age, the exploration of what's behind the scenes in Hollywood with guests like John Hamm, Zach Galifianakis, Jimmy Kimmel, Corolla, Hardwick, Rogan, Sarah Silverman, all the big guns. We talk personally in a funny way. Come check it out. Fitzdog Radio on Podcast One. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Corolla and Dr. Drew. Can I go now? All right. We are here with uh, Sarah Bettens from Kay's Choice. Uh, Sarah, do you know Bobcat Goldthwait? All right. Uh, yeah, hold Mike. on. I'm... Oh, all right. Uh, Sarah's having a little difficulty uh, with her mic. Uh, Engineer put you, Mike. Put on that plug there, Mark. Hold on. This one? Yeah. No, that's my mic. No. All right, hold on. Mike, don't spaz out. Let's just hear a song from Case Choice, and we'll get it straightened out. All right? Is it queued up? Okay. This is uh, off the CD, Paradise In Me, and this one is called Not an Addict. Case Choice, and we have Sarah Bettens here from uh, Case Choice, uh, fresh off the stage with uh, Tonic and the Verve Pipe, uh, two bands uh, that I not only like musically, but uh, just some of the nicest guys in the world. They are our friends. They really yeah. are friends of the show. Yeah. And uh, Tonic, we haven't, uh, it's been about six months or so since we've seen them in here, but I remember we had them on the TV, TV. show. And yeah. nicest, uh, both bands. Uh, what a What a joy. To tour with, uh, I you guys you could have got stuck with like uh, black grape <laughs> and blur, and, and uh, just been in with a, a very long summer. But uh, you got uh, the guys from Tonic and uh, the Verve Pipe, and I'm I'm sure Case Choice is a delightful band as yes, well. Yes, we're all very nice people. Yes, because you're uh, you're from uh, that part of Europe where people are nice. <laughs> yeah. And we we're just talking uh, during the break. Uh, apparently. Um, Sarah and uh, most of the band is from Belgium, right? Yes. And the beauty is, um, I piped up about Belgium. Here's my first comment. Uh, uh, what part of Jersey is Belgium in? <laughs> now, I said, where's Belgium? Uh, Drew uh, said where Belgium was, and not only where Belgium was, but where uh, 40 or 50 neighboring <laughs> countries of Belgium <laughs> are, and then proceeded to tell Sarah, who's from Belgium, more about Belgium than uh, Sarah knew. <laughs> this is the beauty of Drew. <laughs> Are you guys going to, uh, I know you thought we were going to talk about music here, but uh, what about this uh, currency change? Uh, is Belgium part of this, where Europe goes in with this one currency? Yes, What Belgium. do you think about that? I think it's great. 
It, I mean, it's it's a lot of people think it's going to be very very difficult, but I think it it adds something to the uh, uniting of of Europe. Europe being one. What a uh, well, you, you might as well because uh, Europe itself is uh, smaller than the United States by. I mean, by the, 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 quite a bit, isn't it? Physical layout. Well, I, I'm not including uh, like um, you Russia. know the Soviet Union yeah. or anything, but you know France, Germany, England, yeah. and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's not even half the size of the United States, is it? Or not we got to no, get a map. I don't think so. No. I so I mean, could, you could imagine uh, going. Uh, guys are laughing in the next room, so I think I'm. <laughs> am I right? We got to get a map out. But it, it's like if we went to Arizona and uh, we, you know. It was a totally different currency, and then went up to uh, Oregon, and we needed uh, to cash out and get some new currency there. But it just seems like a big pain in the ass uh, taking everyone's money away and giving them new money that may not be good. And see if you can get my picture on it. I think it will be, and I think it, it'll also be very difficult to uh, to price things because now it's not ninety nine francs or something, which is a, a nice thing to do when you're you know right. advertising something, and it will be like one point. 45 euro right and and no one knows i mean it's like when uh, we we're just talking about tijuana when you go across the border to tijuana and uh you're stupid and from la like me and you go to the guy uh, how much for that bottle of jose cuervo and he goes uh 10 million pesos <laughs> oh, are you kidding i could buy a house for that and then you start thinking uh wait a minute how much is the peso worth <laughs> oh that's two dollars oh all right that's good <laughs> Uh, so uh, you guys are going out or continuing uh, to go out with uh, the Verb Pipe and Tonic uh, touring. Uh, well, you're right in the middle of the tour, aren't you? Yeah, we started we started about two weeks ago. And uh, you have another month or so? About a month and a half till the end of August. And then it's uh, the uh, Summer Stations uh, Rock Fest tour. And yeah, then it's back to Belgium. Weeks, yes. Do you do your uh, albums in Belgium? Um, we did our last albums, uh, last two albums in Belgium. We're thinking of maybe recording in the states we don't know yet is there anything different about uh i don't know the technology or who you can work with or something like that is there something here that you can't get in belgium <laughs> i mean in terms of recording a record <laughs> um i don't know i think i think in general you could probably get you have better access to a lot of things here but we have some really good studios in Belgium, so we, I mean, think we have the same facilities that you might have here and would you use like a producer who was from that area, or would you fly somebody in, or the, is that well, up to the record people? We've, we've talked to a couple of producers, and they're all, um, some of them are American, and some of them are from England, so we'll probably fly someone in if we record in Belgium. Okay. And uh, we're going to get to some calls. Uh, we got to go to breakthrough. Yeah. What? I'm just going to say that the, the VH1 people are here again tonight, and they're looking to talk to people who have been terribly obsessed with rock fans, rock stars, like obsessed fans, particularly those that have even gone so far as stalking. They will talk to you off the air. Uh, they're they're actually doing a documentary on this, and we may if it's interesting we'll talk to you on the air too. But uh, well, I saw the uh, they're doing like a hard hitting uh, special. I saw the documentary uh, they did on Hall and Oates, uh, Maneater uh, last uh, weekend. It was it was a tremendous uh, piece of film. <laughs> Don't Drew, can't you play along with me? I'm ever? Trying. You have to I really that trying. all the time. I, 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 it's right, it's so hard to tell when you're serious when you're not. All right, so those uh, that's part of the uh, genius that is Adam Carolla. Yeah, is that what that is? Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> All right, so Sarah, uh, you sit tight. Uh, Drew, uh, you leave, and uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, talk uh, to a little more of Case Joyce and uh, take some calls after this. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Uh 
When you're ready to buy a car, you got to go True Car because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Everyday True Car users receive negotiation free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. Dr. Drew? First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes, and third. Third, it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states with True Car you can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. It just seems like it's like first date, and then from there it's been, well, friend, let's just be friends. Or uh, mm-hmm. I've helped a lot of, a lot of, a lot of friends through bad relationships. So you're, you're busy being the savior, but never able to assert yourself in a relationship. You're saving people from other problems. And Are you a virgin? Uh, yes, I am. Is uh, that a title you're proud of, or are you trying to get rid of it? Actually, I'm proud of it. But you'd like to get rid of it? Uh, it d- depends on what the person, I guess. Yeah, it's like having a nice uh, antique trunk your grandmother left you when she died. Uh, it's nice, <laughs> but uh, it's cluttering up the room. I'd like to get rid of it. Kind of, in a way, yeah. All right. Do you have any insight to what might be getting in the way here? Well, uh, my parents were divorced when I was in third grade. Uh-huh. I lived with my father. Uh-huh. Um, what was your mom like? Um... Both my parents are kind of alcoholic. Uh, uh, okay. My mom, she was there, but she wasn't. Is she a real severe alcoholic? Not really. Wh- why was she not there? Um, the divorce was really bad. Um, How about before the divorce? I tell you the truth, I don't remember much about it because of All my right. brain just kind All of right. blocks it off. Yeah. Uh, so something you're assuming it wasn't good. I thought you said yeah. this is gonna be a good call, Drew. You didn't? No. Uh, Chris. Yeah. You sound like a broken man. Doesn't he, Sarah? Yes. I mean, he doesn't have any confidence. He doesn't have any vibrance. There's no, uh, there's no skip in your step at all. I mean, the primary relationship. And women uh, cannot stand the downtrodden. They really can't. Uh, I mean, unless you're trying to nail Sally Struthers, uh, forget it. They're not looking for that. They're looking for confidence. Women don't want cocky, but they want confidence. Am I right, sir? Yes. They want somebody who has something to offer, not somebody that needs something, some help. Mm-hmm. It need, needs to be fixed. Typically. And they don't want a guy uh, walking down the street uh, like he has a spina bifida or something. <laughs> or what am I trying to think? What, what disease am I trying to think of? A scoliosis oh. or something. They want a man to stand up straight, walk down the street, and uh, you know, look like he's happy to be on the planet. As a matter of fact, everybody does. But I mean, how can you? How can oh. you be when your mother? Uh, you know, when, when a child is separated from the mother due to divorce, and the child is then placed with the father, you know, the mom. Listen, was, uh, I my trouble. parents were divorced. I had yeah, a but, crappy oh. uh, childhood. You, the, what you have to do is you have to sort of reinvent yourself a little bit. And oh. I'm not talking about. Hold on, Chris. Quiet down. I'm not talking about an earring and a goatee or a sports car. I'm talking about getting out in the world, doing what you want to do with your life, making a little scratch, having some uh, success, and then once you have that success, you sort of, it sort of spreads to other endeavors. When you start having success uh, professionally, 
it starts turning into success uh, socially. What do you want to say, Chris? Well, see, it's just the last, like, two months or three months that I've been this down. Otherwise, it's like I'm always a party goer. I'm always, like, I'm the one that's always leading the party and having a good time. And well, yeah, but so, somehow that suffers. You must have difficulty getting past that to more genuine connections with people, and it's obviously the result of the trauma you suffer when you were younger. I mean, you've got to you got to put your foot in. You've got to take yourself by the hand and have a relationship, no matter how uncomfortable it feels, no matter how vulnerable it feels, no matter what the consequences are. And you've got to go out there and begin to test and experience this and have the courage to do so. Right, Otherwise, you're going to stay like this. Here's my, uh, here's my take on this one. I think you have to get involved with your life, make your oh, life uh, as good I, as I it agree. can be, and then you'll get out there. Because uh, giving yourself he, a pep talk he, and going out to a bar yeah, is but, not going to do it. I've he, tried his, that myself. His, his, here's what he said. My childhood was so horrible, I black it out. My mom was a severe alcoholic who I was taken, who, you know, who was taken away from me uh, because she couldn't care for me. And I was placed with my dad, who's also an alcoholic. I mean, the relationship was so screwed up. Okay. So uh, um, a little therapy. Uh, focus. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, Try pick, to have some relationships first. Uh, pick, I, you know, I don't know. It almost I, matter, it doesn't matter what he picks. Because it's, it's going to be kind of screwy to begin with for him no matter what. Right. He's just got to figure it out, figure who he is in relationship with, uh, with other humans. Michelle. Hi. You're 27. You're on with Sarah from K's Choice. Oh, yeah? Hi. How's it going? Good. Um, I don't know which one of you guys can answer this question. I was actually calling to um, ask a very personal question that's taken me years to kind of deal with. I am 27 years old, and I have never reached an orgasm. In the past three years, I finally reached up enough courage to actually try myself. And I've always reached a certain point, and I always... Funny that she said reached up. I did, huh? Why do you need courage for that? Um, I so believe my, my family upbringing always taught me in church was, that it was wrong to do that. So I finally broke, three, huh. broke through. And the hardest part about this for me has been everyone's like... Why can't you do it? And I've been in therapy. I have been going to therapy since I was 20. But no one has ever been able to help me get past this thing. They say it's all in my head and I have to get through. And I've listened to you guys now for like six months. And I hear a lot of people about how they ask the same similar question. But for me, I've tried. It's not like I'm not wanting to. It's not like I'm not mm -hmm. trying. It just doesn't want to. Okay. Sarah, uh, as the only female in the room, Drew only being a partial female, <laughs> as the only full female in the room, uh, what is your take on this? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've, I remember experimenting uh, myself when I was younger. I mean, I wanted to, I guess I wanted to know what it was like. But your family didn't put the um, sort of emotional constraints on you. I mean, you didn't grow up in a religious family. Well, um, like most Belgians, uh, we're Catholic, but my parents are not very religious, so I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel that my parents you know, had a big say in. I, I wonder if there's a certain point, like all guys get into it when they're you know 14, 15 years old. They uh, start experimenting on themselves. And by the time oh, they reach the age of mm, 14 and three quarters, uh, they've mastered themselves, and it's uh, autopilot from there on. And I, I know a lot of women we talk to uh, stay away from themselves that way for many years, and then the longer they wait to sort of get on board, uh, the more awkward and difficult it is. It's almost like uh, 
your, your junk needs to be fiddled with uh, somewhere between the age of 15 and 20. Otherwise, it's sort of, uh, I don't know, it starts to harden or something. And it, it, it's, it's like it learning the piano. You have to learn at a certain uh, age. Or that's right. Uh, thank you, Drew. Thank you. Or the violin or, or Japanese, for that matter. If you don't get it early, like if you take a look uh, statistically at people that are accomplished at uh, the violin, uh, Statistically, uh, the ones that learned it uh, after 20 are about 3%. So uh, the ones that, you know, you have to get right in that age. Well, that's the way the brain develops. All I mean, right. The brain, the brain has a certain uh, sort of uh, vulnerability or plasticity at a So you, you missed a masturbatory window, Michelle, well, we is what we're saying. This is an Adam Carolla theory. I don't know oh, if there's okay, any well, evidence Adam for Carolla, this. though. Yes, of course. Question. Yeah. Okay. I, I mentioned to the girl that answered the phone initially, and I have been... In, in, in a family situation also that where my father was very abusive and I mean very abusive physically physically the sexual thing I've been dealing with for almost seven years trying to figure out if he had if that could have affected why I'm the way I am was he sexually abusive too huh was he sexually abusive that I don't know I only had the dreams where I we I had dreams where I saw it and I smelt and I could taste everything, mm -hmm. it seemed like. And, um, right, but you're talking to a guy who had a dream uh, that his mom and grandmother attacked him with his own scrotum sack in the deep end of a swimming pool. Wow. <laughs> and I'm not sure if, it, <laughs> if that actually know, happened. It's, but it's uh, confusing. It's really confusing. I've been dealing with that for so long. That's why I was in therapy. The right, main reason right. was to figure out why I can't accomplish anything sexually or by myself. Okay, all right. I, I got to believe you're going to have more success by yourself than you are going to be in the orgasm department with a partner right now. Because uh, you need to take the pressure off. And uh, in the words of our uh, great producer, uh, Ann, uh, hit the tub, baby. Uh, have you tried the tub? Ann's doing a no, jig in the next round. No, row. actually, I'm shaking my head and laughing. Uh, I, you, you, you may be laughing, but your vagina's smiling. <laughs> hit, oh my God. hit the tub. Believe me, I'm telling you to hit the tub. I, I don't even know. I've never tried the tub myself, but I, every woman I, I know, as soon as the tub comes up, they're all over that whole aquatic thing. I believe, uh, I, I, you know, I think women are amphibious or something. I'm, I swear to God, I'm going to check Ann for gills uh, one of these days. Um, and Michelle, did you deal with anger at all in your therapy? Um, Rage. I dealt with anger. Rage uh, and anger. Rage and anger. Um, I don't know what kind of therapy I had, but <laughs> I had quite a bit. Yeah, but um, were those were those common uh, issues that were coming up, issues around? It seemed like the therapist never wanted to deal with that. They'd always talk to me more about how I was feeling, about what m my childhood was like, rather than deal with the um, fact that I was wondering if I was abused. Um, well, it's not important. It's, um, the consequences are what are important and how, how it fits with who you are. But uh, you know, you, you usually... Uh, there's a lot of anger and a lot of rage at this sort of thing. And uh, the, the becoming sexual may put you in touch with some of that. It might make it very, very threatening. All right. And that so might be what's true. we got to go to break. Okay. So let me just uh, wrap up. Uh, don't put a bunch of pressure on yourself. Am I right, Sarah? The, the woman, uh, the orgasm for a woman is, is so much about uh, psychology and not quite as much about uh, the physical aspect of it. Less. That if you, if you sort of give yourself the uh, mind F, you're not going to have any success. You've got to relax, take your time, uh, like I said, hit the tub. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But don't, 
you know, uh, don't but, but don't get pressure. everyone involved. Uh, yeah. Don't put that yeah. big pressure on yourself. I know, uh, I know a lot of women are very insecure about that. Even you know, you can admit it, but a lot of a lot of women can't admit that. Oh, there's yeah. I mean, there's we get calls from women in their 30s uh, all week long that have never had an orgasm. So, a don't look at yourself as the only person out there who's in this way. And b uh, just take a little of the pressure off. Have a glass of Chardonnay and uh, go uh, shake hands with Mr. Bubble. All right, then uh, we'll be back with Sarah Benz from Case Choice after this. I don't go in for these backdoor Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for, you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the U.K. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is Podcast One. Dot com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Drew from uh, Dee's Choice, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. KROQFM, Pasadena, Los Angeles. The world-famous K-Rock. We's back on Loveline. Uh, tonight's guest, uh, Case Choice. Now, uh, Sarah just uh, left the, well, didn't just leave the stage, but had to cut out early. She was out with uh, tonic and the verve pipe. And I, I heard from somebody that uh, last night at the El Rey, you guys all got out at the end and uh, did a Beatles song. Yes. All three bands. Yeah, Lucy. What, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Uh, what is the Beatles song that... Uh, the verb pipe would normally end with if everyone wasn't coming out on stage. I think they used to do Strawberry Fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, they're big Beatles fans. Yeah, well, that's kind of cool. So and they do a real good job uh, with it. And, yeah, oh, you guys definitely. had the Beatles over in Europe, too. Wow, what do you know? <laughs> you know, these American bands, Drew, sometimes they get over the pond as we Belgium. Does he <laughs> well, go he there? Hasn't, he has, he's only spent like six days in Belgium. So, because we've been touring here, he's only been with us since April, and okay. we've been touring here. He's so. not going to last. They'll throw his ass right out of Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> they don't go for that uh, New York attitude in Belgium, <laughs> like that uh, spitting cab driver. Is he real New York kind of guy? Um, I I wouldn't know what that is, but people who are from New York say he is. Most the folks from New York are uh, a holes. <laughs> I mean, let's let's face it. And here's the problem with New York. People think because they're from New York, uh, it gives them some sort of a-hole license. And <laughs> they'll work it right into every conversation. If you ever talk to a New York guy, he'll go, uh, yeah, I was down at the gas station, and uh, this guy come out, and he's giving me some lip. And uh, listen, you know, I'm from New York, <laughs> so I tell the guy. <laughs> Everyone thinks, uh, hey, you're from New York. Oh, oh, I see. He's from New York. He'd be an a-hole. And nobody would accept uh, that sort of a-hole behavior from any other part of the country. <laughs> when a guy starts talking uh, in a New York accent, you, may, you, you cut him a bunch of slack. <laughs> and you don't say anything. Like, I mean, a New York guy would go, ah, yeah, screw that uh, Pope, he's a homo. And you'd go, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, all right, that's cool. You're from New York. In front of like in front of like a whole Catholic church saying that, and they'd go, "Hey, hey, hey he's from New York. Give him a break." <laughs> you, no way could you get away from that, if, uh, away with that, if you're from Arizona or San Diego or something. All right, so I guarantee he gets his uh, uh, visa revoked or whatever it is <laughs> it's going to take for him. All right, uh, where what was that? Uh, Jill. Yes. Hey, you're 19. You're on with Case Choice. Hello. I had I had a question. Um, my boyfriend has been begging me and just kept, keeps asking me for to do a threesome with another woman. How long have you been with him? Uh, three years. Do you want this relationship to survive? Yeah. Don't do it. No, hold on now, Drew. <laughs> You've been with him three years. Uh-huh. When did he start bugging you? He Well, once I told him that I was bisexual. Okay. <laughs> and every, I mean, I, I swear, I just, I, I really want to take it back, because now he's really bugging me. How's because, the relationship going? Huh? How's the relationship going? It's it it has its ups and downs. What? It's a regular relationship. We fight over stupid stuff, but I mean, we always make up for it later. But um. What? Well, well, wait a minute. When when did you discover you're bisexual? I was very young. I w- when I I was like fourteen. <laughs> and what happened? Um, just actually, it was me and a church girl. How old was she? Huh? She was she was fifteen. And do you think this was just an experimentation, or do you? Well, think- no. Well, I don't I don't think so because it wasn't. She wasn't the first. She, I mean, she wasn't the only one. Subsequently. Yeah. Well, after her, there was another one. That would be subsequent, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> But and never since well, the educational system here in the states isn't what it is in Belgium. <laughs> uh, uh, English is uh, is Sarah's uh, fifth language. She speaks, speaks better English than Jill. Oh, it, thank you. Okay, Jill. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, you realize my job is to poke fun. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let me tell you. When you tell a guy uh, that you're in a relationship with, uh, hey, I'm bisexual. Uh-huh. Let me tell you how the guy's brain works. At first, there's a beat of, uh, huh, what? I'm finding out some, what, what's going on. If she cheat on me? And the next uh, thought is a big light bulb uh, that's flashing threesome going off uh, over his head. Do you think that, they put, that somehow he thinks less of her and puts her in a different category because of this information? Well, see, the thing is... I think he's demeaning her uh, in some way by all this. Well, see, the thing is... I think, like, uh, you, how old is this guy? He's 20, all right. 21. All right, stifle yourself for a second here, Jill. We're going to talk about you. I think, uh, and Sarah, you tell me whether you agree with this or not. When you tell most 20, 21-year-old guys, um, hey, my, uh, I am, uh, I'm bisexual, and, and you're their girlfriend, they, it, it's like saying, uh, hey, uh, my, um, my uncle, he owns a uh, w- uh, water park uh, just a block away. <laughs> You know, like you think, yeah, I'd be an idiot if I didn't go over there. Uh, yeah, and he'd leave it open, man. I mean, we can go whenever you like. Uh, I got to get on this. I mean, it's it's almost like I don't know if he doesn't cherish your relationship. I don't know if he looks, uh, it, it, I don't know if he thinks any less of her, but he's thinking, well, here's something I may not run into for a while. I'm 21. I'm horny. Uh, this is This is a good thing. I would say it doesn't sound like he's totally into the relationship. All right. Sarah, what do you think? Yeah, I, I understand that he would be interested, but if he's bugging her about it, like she says, um, I agree that he's probably not very interested in the relationship. He doesn't care what her what her role in all this is or how she feels about it. It's just he's got to get in that theme park. 
<laughs> right. He's got to he's he's got to get his ass on that slide. I, well, see, the thing is, is um, when I told him this, I was 16 years old. Okay, I've I've known him since I was 16. We've been together since I was 16. And that may have been a it may have been a, a goal of him in this relationship. Well, because, you know, well, he got three years. Well, see, the thing is, is over the three years, I think I have matured a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're clearer about your sexual orientation. Exactly. And you, this you, then you got to look. You have to stand up for against this. This is ridiculous. Excuse Thank me. You. Uh, okay, hold on. Could you you know the word ridiculous, Sarah? Yes, I do. Uh, could you bring? I have uh, invented a new word that I call uh, ricoculus. <laughs> and if, I would like you to be our Belgium ambassador and bring that back to your uh, to the classrooms of Belgium, of, uh, yeah. Belgeria, and uh, bring it. Yeah, spread it around. I will. Let's see if you can name the next CD, <laughs> ricoculus. Uh, but Jill, look, yeah. you're clear that you, first of all, bringing another person into this relationship will destabilize the relationship. You will be so pissed off and so hurt that I don't see how the relationship will survive. You have some clarity about who you are and what your sexual orientation is, and well, you, you love is, this guy, and yet that's it. You don't want to uh, mess around with it. I, well, I just see, the thing is, is, like, I want to be with another woman sometimes, but he's just, you know, and I, you know it's... It's very confusing. All right, Jill. I have, to, I have to have a son now, too. By whom? Yeah, with me. One of the chicks you're with? Huh? All right, hold on. We're gambling. Okay. Hold on. It took a while, but we're gambling. Uh, uh, pull out one of those international uh, pieces of uh, sc- script or uh, currency. currency that you use. Do you have a dollar? I don't have anything on me. What's up with that? I'll go get some. It's in the back over there. Yeah, there's an ATM uh, right <laughs> over here in Venice. Uh, where's your manager? Where's uh Will? Yeah. Uh, you got a dollar? Bring it in here, please. <laughs> Did we take a buck from you last night? From who? Oh, it wasn't last night. It must have been uh, the night before with uh, that dog. Oh, we gave him... Oh, well, what's his name from that dog took all of it? Because we gave... He was, it was all his money. Took all the four bucks. We thought it was his money. Oh, well, that's what happens. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, put an invoice in. I'm sure Westwood One will get that back to you uh, within the week. All right. Uh, thank you, Will. All right. We're going to gamble on uh, Jill's past. Now, here's what we do. Now, a lot of people look at this as cruel. And these are the same people that think, uh, you know, uh, tagging uh, sea turtles to see their, what their migration is, uh, is cruel. Or uh, uh, doing anything of that nature is cruel. Uh, yes, it may be a little cruel at first, uh, but ultimately it's, it's for the Serves better of the species. Good. Serves a greater good. We're trying to figure out what is up with Jill's upbringing what's up with her past she's got a kid uh with another guy yep. i guess yep. uh, uh she didn't happen to mention that window she said i met the guy when i was 16 i'm now 19 and we've been together ever since and oops i have a kid oops i have a kid uh from another guy but i'm much more to her now clearer my orientation okay she uh was experimenting on one of the uh, church pews at age 14 and uh she seems a little confused sexually i'm guessing that there was a little trauma uh probably uh, done to her at some younger age. So we're trying to guess what that is. Would you like to venture a guess, Sarah? Now, I, I, know, it's, I know you're from Belgium. You don't, you don't gamble on the radio over there. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll give you some tips. You know, it could be her parents are alcoholics. Uh, maybe there's some sexual abuse. Uh, perhaps a neighbor felt her up. Uh, perhaps a, a little too much... Um, uh, unsupervised television or something <laughs> when she was young. Would, would you like to venture a guess? 
Um, maybe uh, her upbringing was extremely conservative. Oh, and she's rebelling. Yes. Very good. Very interesting. All right. I'm going uh, with some form of sexual abuse. Be, now I, be I can specific. take. Oh, because you're going with some form. Yeah. Not dad, uh, uh, sister's uh, like uh, friend kind of thing, uh, neighborhood Ooh. person. That's mine. Oh, really? Well, go, ahead. Uh, go with dad. Come on. No, I was going to babysitter. Okay, go babysitter. Uh, but the home was uh, uh, like a chaotic environment. The home was not a healthy place, not a safe place. Right, she was looking true. At. You can get that out of anybody. All right, so what are you going with? The babysitter. Babysitter. Jill. Yes. All right, what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> um,. I heard you guys over the phone, and a lot, a lot of what all you guys said was true. My mom isn't an alcoholic, but um, my mom and dad divorced when I was like five, and then she mar remarried the, uh, my stepfather, which mm -hmm. I don't like at all. Mm -hmm. And um, I was sexually abused by my uncle when I was very young. Uh, I'm going to take the pot. No. What are you talking about? Neighbor. You said neighbor. Uh, where'd your uncle live? He well, he he lives in Toledo. All right, you're in uh, Toledo. No, I'm in Cincinnati. I I used to live in Ohio. Come on, all right. all right, same state. Come on, thank you, sir. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> I, I guess thank your uncle. All right. Yeah. All right, let's not get cruel. Uh, so something, all right. Now, here's the reason we gamble, for those okay. of you uh, who are going to call in and now complain about how cruel it is, and, and I want to say, so you can hear it too, Jill, uh -huh. is uh, we're really trying to underscore how what you're doing is an acting out. How, how We how, heard what you're up to, and we said, wait a minute, something is up. She's yeah. being driven toward this. And this more, is more importantly, our culture tells us, Oh, you must have had like like uh, uh, we brought up was an uptight parents or or maybe that you know they were they made you go to nursery school too uh, well, too early. I ran away but, when I was but but the point is, old. Jill, that the, the kind of behavior manifesting happens as a result of significant dysfunction and trauma in childhood, and we ha and it's obvious, it's clear when that happens, and to and we're just trying to highlight how obvious it is, so so our culture begins to embrace this. It's a reality. It's a common reality. Now. Well, our culture says, uh, "Hey, uh, listen. Uh, this it's the Dennis Rodman Rodman theory. Uh, hey, the guy's just a little funky. Right, exactly. He's doing his exactly. thing, man. Exactly. Hey, Sarah's just a swinger. Come on, she likes to have a good time. She's nineteen. Oh, she's got a kid. She's got a boyfriend. She just, likes just, chicks. Hey, it's a free Come country. On, it's, it's a free country. country. Let her let her just stop being so uptight. Why, why do you think something's up with everyone who wants to have a good time? There you go. There that's, it is. That's the deal. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so, uh, oh, did I say Sarah? Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> a little Freudian slip there. What are you doing later? <laughs> I'd like to have a little uh, tensum with uh, tonic, the verb pipe, and Sarah. And, uh, and I'll, I'll check out the rest of Kay's choice, too, and they might, they might be called in, too. Forget about this uh, singing together. We'll be uh, humping together. Where did that come from? Uh, I threw Sarah in instead of chill, and I right. uh, just went with it. Okay, relax. Uh, shut, uh, engineer Mike, shut Drew's mic off no, for please. a second. It's getting out come of control. On. Please. Okay, so, Jill, uh -huh. you understand that where this is coming from? Well, not really. Yeah. Uh, remember the uh, whole sexual abuse part? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There, there you have it. That, that is the fuel. That is the wind beneath your wings. That, what, that, that, I, that I have a sex, uh, sexual that, appeal to No, that your, that your relationships are going to be terribly chaotic 
You're going to have difficulty trusting people. You're going to have difficulty maintaining... I had maintaining, a very bad time trusting him. You're, that's what I'm telling you. You're going to have difficulty maintaining stability in relationships. Uh, to the extent that relationships are good, you're going to sabotage them. When they're a little chaotic, you're going to thrive in that, and that's going to be unpleasant too because it's going to have consequences that aren't going to be so pleasant. Right. Uh, you're going to have, you have sexual ambivalence as a result of having been sexually abused. I mean, this is all grown out of a traumatic past. Your relationships with others have been disturbed, and you need to create some stability in them. All right. you have a child now, All maybe right. focusing on that oh, the kids. and making that a stable environment is where you need to okay. turn. See, this is why um, I'm moving to Belgium. I may be going back well, with the That's why you're band. musing about that. He's like, oh, Adam at the beginning says, oh, Belgium, that'd be a nice place to live. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you got, chocolates, frothles, and windmills? Uh, I could deal with that. I may have have taken a few cultures and ran them into Belgium. But (laughs) the point is, is the reason this country is uh, coming apart at the seams is because uh, folks like Jill have a kid. But her number one concern is the threesome. (laughs) Um, uh, We got to get a sitter. Uh, We're having an orgy. (laughs) You know, I mean, uh, it's like. Baby, listen, I know uh, you don't want to look into your past. I know you don't want to get some therapy. I don't. I know you don't want to sort out your issues, but you have a kid now. And now uh, you're mandated by God to work out these issues so your kid isn't having an orgy uh, or a threesome or a kid uh, when she or he is just a kid uh, 10, 15 years from now. Mm. Do they have good birth control in Belgium? Yes, excellent. Okay, you're moving to Belgium. What do they uh, What do they do over there? <laughs> I mean, uh, are they uptight? Do they have uh, Do they have clinics where you could go in and, and get stuff? Do they Do they uh, have you know condom vending machines in schools? No, or? it's a little. No, it's not. It's a little more uptight, I think, than it is here. Do they have a lot of problem with the teens uh, being pregnant and stuff? It has a lot to do with with Belgium being a Catholic, mainly a Catholic country. Oh. Uh. Do they have the uh, same kind of problems we have here? Um, not not in the same way, I think. Not that extensively. What's up with this place? Us? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you talk about you talk to all these other countries. They don't seem any smarter than we are. But uh, yet, uh, they don't seem to have the problems. Yet, you talk to them and say, well, you must have this plan and that plan. And they go, no, just people don't do it. And you think, all right, those people are smarter than we are. They have families. Yeah, families uh, more prevalent over there. I think so. Yeah, it's more of a of a village uh, yeah, attitude. Right. Also, people take care of their kids. Yes, the kids and, grow up healthy, and, and the and whole they, family ends up living in the same area. Right, unless their kid they, becomes they, a rock star and is off touring with Tonic <laughs> and disgracing their parents, shame, yes. and then they live in shame. Yeah, you're you're not welcome back to the village there. By the way, you uh, you uh, you and your damn roadies can stay right on the outskirts there. Rachel, nineteen. Uh, my question is for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, yesterday, last night, I got really sick. And um, yesterday, I thought I had a yeast infection. And I used something over the counter. And last night, a couple hours after I took it, I'm wondering if it was from that. I got nauseous, dizzy, fever, um, extreme abdominal pain. Rachel, wait a minute. What was the illness you had in the first place? She uh, thought she had a yeast infection. Yeah, you said you were sick, and you thought you had a yeast no, infection. No, 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 no. I, I brushed my teeth with Vagisil once. I'm proud of you. <laughs> True no, story. I, I used Desitin once. <laughs> 
Hold on, Sarah, you ever brush your teeth with, uh, like, any kind of, you know, uh, hair grooming product or uh, hemorrhoid cream or anything? Never happened They to must me. have clear labels in Belgium. <laughs> we don't brush our teeth in Belgium. Oh, okay, very smart. Another reason why I'm moving to Belgium. <laughs> Rachel? Rachel? Yes. No, I wasn't sick to begin with. Uh, you just said you had a yeast infection. Right. And what did you use? What medicine? Uh, Gynolotrimin. You just you just put that in. Uh-huh. I've used it before. This has nothing to do with it. You, you need, why didn't you see a doctor? Um, because I've uh, had a yeast infection before. No, Rachel, yeah. fever and abdominal pain is not part of a yeast no, infection. No, I didn't why? have that until... Uh, I understand, but when you developed that, why didn't you go get health care? It was late at night. Right. Ask Adam. Do people call their doctors late at night, Adam? Uh, Drew, your pager uh, you should start going off any second yeah, now. In fact, it, it kind of worries me. Hold on, Drew. Here's training. a new invention. Uh, 24-hour emergency rooms. Instead of the usual bank hours uh, they have from 10 a.m. to 3.30 in the afternoon, we could keep them open all night in case uh, someone hurt themselves. Novel idea. All right. Rachel, you got to get... I don't know what... The, I, just, I guess it's a urinary tract infection. They can be quite serious. and get up into the kidneys. It, it can be very serious. If you're having vomiting and pain... Uh, that's a sign that it's ascending, getting into the, the higher areas of the genital, the, the urologic system. And uh, you need to see somebody. Okay. Uh, what languages do you speak, Sarah? Um, I speak Dutch, uh, French, a little bit of German, English. Have you ever heard Dutch speak as well? Yeah, hold on. It's uh, a very interesting language. Give us the word uh, vagina in all, all uh, five languages, if you could. I'll, I'll get the ball rolling with the English word for vagina. Vagina. I, I've I've never had to use vagina in German, so I have no idea. You, you do ten years in a in a in a work camp in Germany. If you say anything, it starts with a V. I uh, see so you don't know the German vagina. I, no, I know it in Dutch. It's uh, vagina. Oh, so yeah. that's that's the same. Hell, thing. I could speak Dutch. <laughs> Pahinus. <laughs> is that about right? Penis is Dutch. Oh, please. <laughs> This is no language. It's a <laughs> bastardization of uh, English. <laughs> penis is penis and vagina. <laughs> it's either vagina or Mexican casserole. Uh, it's like the Mexicans when they take a dictionary and they turn it to a dictionario or something. Come on. You're, we're not buying this for a second. It's a clear ripoff. All right. Uh, what about, what else do you speak? French. French. Give us, uh, give us that one. You know that one? I wouldn't know. Drew? Uh, no, yeah. no. What do you speak, Drew? French, but I, it was not medical French when I was learning it. You didn't learn any medical it was French? Balzac's French. It was different. Balzac? <laughs> not Balzac. Okay. How do you say, uh, all right, well, how do you say uh, uh, scrotum? Well, you go to the commercial. <laughs> just stop. I want to hear Dodge. She can do it off the air just easily. Yeah, the kids want to know. We have a scrotum. lot of... Oh, please. It's true. Oh, yeah, that's not a language. It's true. Oh, it's, this Dodge. It's Latin. We got to go take over the whole place. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. I began to fly. Brand new this week at PodcastOne.com, P.O.'d with Dennis Miller and Adam Carolla. Awesome! The king of all podcasts, Adam Carolla, joins forces with iconoclastic comic legend Dennis Miller. If you're asking me whose voice most closely mirrors what's in my head, it's this cat. Great guests, great topics, and new listeners always welcome. So get P.O.'d now. I mean, download the show now. Always available 24-7 at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. It's from uh, Kay's Choice, who's uh, currently out with uh, Tonic and our good friends, uh, the Verve Pipe, and uh, just got done playing a show tonight and was nice enough to uh, rush on over here uh, straight away. Not even uh, going out on stage at the end to uh, join the entire band in their 
rendition of uh, uh, Strawberry Field? No, Lucy, Lucy in the Sky. In the Lucy sky. in the Sky, right. Okay. Uh, phone number, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. I'm Adam Kroll. That's Dr. Drew. Why don't we get to another song uh, from Kay's Choice uh, straight away here, and then we'll uh, come back and answer more calls. Uh, it's off the CD, Paradise In Me, and this one is called A Sound That... Wait a minute. A sound that only you can hear. That's the name of the song uh, from Kay's Choice off their CD, Paradise in Me. And Let's where go. Where were we? Oh, okay. Going to calls. Uh, okay. Drew. Don't, don't Listen, start talking. We'll never get back to calls. <laughs> I tell you, I played a little high school football, Sarah. Yes. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Commercials are running oh, too no, long. Oh, no, you didn't. All right. I'll tell you during the next Thank one. You. I did. Uh, and not that wussy <laughs> football you guys play in Belgium. Real man football. football where, where cartilage is torn. Oh, and, uh, you mean that game that stops every five seconds? Oh, please. Your game never starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a snappy one. Hey, Kim. Yeah? You're 25. You're on with uh, Sarah Bentons from Case Joy. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a question. Okay. I have this boyfriend... And um, we had always been uh, really, well, kind of careful about birth control. We've been using the withdrawal method. That, that is, would be uh, quite careless. Yeah. That would be, that would be, under, that would be under, the de- under the category of no birth control. <laughs> well, and, I'm not, and I'm not kidding. Uh, oh. That's, that's careful? Well, well I, I, mean, I mean, we've been consistent, let's say. Okay. You understand that there, there, are, there is sperm released before the man ejaculates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, we've been together for... <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm just trying to digest this for a second. The beginning is uh, we've been uh, careful... Careful. Practice about, careful contraception. About birth okay. control. Okay, maybe not so careful. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're making porn films. You're not uh, practicing birth control, Kim. Uh, okay. Okay. So, anyways. Um, so, we were using this method for about a year and a half, and um, I never got pregnant or anything. And then all of a sudden, one month, um, and we both didn't want, I ha- already have a kid, and um, he doesn't want any kids. Hold on, I'm sh- help, me, help me off the floor, Drew. I'm shocked. I know. Don't, I don't know. Anyways, um, so. Hold on. You'd, you'd run her ass right out of Belgium, wouldn't you? <laughs> you, you wouldn't accept this uh, sort of behavior in Belgium, would you? You're, you'd get shot immediately. Yes, that's what I like. That's why I'm moving. Kim? Yeah. Yeah. So you have a kid. Uh, uh-huh. You've been practicing the withdrawal. Uh huh. And then all of a sudden he quits. Quits. Uh, quits what? Withdrawing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, after the first time, I was like, "Well, that was pretty stupid." And he's like, "Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I guess I'm stupid. Whatever." And then, um, so I said, "Well, okay, no more. Whatever." And then um, the next time, <laughs> he did it again. Mm-hmm. And so it so kind of no. like looked to me like maybe he was doing it on purpose. Uh, 
well, he was the person doing it. Uh, was there a guy manipulating his ass, or was he the only one in the room? <laughs> well, no. Okay, so we'll blame it on him for now. Yeah, it, it's it's fifty percent responsibility. So, anyways, I'm five months pregnant no, no. now. Well, I'm shocked. And uh, with all the um, precautions. The, the precaution, the meticulous birth control, pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get through school and everything. I know it's really dumb. Uh. So he uh, what school? Are you going to clown school or bartending school? <laughs> what school is going to take you, Kim? Seriously. Junior college? <laughs> uh? Nursing school, yeah. Uh, at junior college? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I know. She's on the dean's list, too. Believe uh-huh. me, uh, we have this thing here we call junior college. It's uh, for people who are uh, too lazy and too unmotivated to go to a four-year university, so they just clutter up the system on Uncle Sam's dime, and they hang out, and they smoke weed, and they get pregnant. That's the junior college system in this country. And, and Drew, so help me God, I can smell out junior college students from a mile away. You, you can, you're better than I can figure out addiction. Uh, here's it, what, it, it here's what I thought. Hold on a second, Kim. We're going to talk about you. Here's what I was thinking to myself. Now, wait a minute. This uh, Kim is cl- <laughs> clearly a moron. I mean, come on. Let's face it. Here, here's what <laughs> Hold on. aggravates me. She's a nursing student. All right. So, uh, I mean, it's well, not like she can't well, she complain of ignorance. I mean. she's, uh, uh, she's a candy striper. And she's no nurse. Uh-huh. I'm thinking Kim's kind of, you know, she's a little stupid. Uh, but wait a minute. She's going to college. Uh, wait a minute. This doesn't gel. Uh, stupid people. College. Uh, oh, junior college. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> There you go. And uh, lo and behold. All right. So uh, now what, Kim? So he hasn't, co- he hasn't contacted me for a month now. Uh-huh. And I want to know, is this like a, like something... <laughs> common guys do or something no, <laughs> I that, just... that they bail out on uh, their responsibilities yeah what happened to the first uh, child's father he I he well he never even knew that I was pregnant because he moved yeah. away mm-hmm. there's a lot of laws now to help you uh, require your uh, biological fathers <sighs> of your multiple children here to uh, live up their responsibilities for child support well, that's all right, though. Um, um, we'll we'll pay for it, though. We'll take care of it. We'll take care. You got two, uh, so we'll kick over a little extra money. All right. I'm I'm already getting taxed uh, at uh, over fifty percent, but uh, we can go up to fifty-five or sixty. Well, I'm not on welfare. Why don't you, why don't you just take them up personally? All right, uh, Drew. Uh, we'll we'll send over uh, 180 bucks a week uh, between Drew and myself, and take care of the family. Uh, should we? It, we'll kick it up to 210 if you have a third kid, though. Well, what are you well, doing? What are you doing for money, Kim? Huh? What do you do for money? I'm a waitress. Uh huh. At and, night, at a bar. And wh- who watches the kid? My mom. Okay, and uh, she's going to be watching another kid, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how are you supposed to finish school and um, all that kind of stuff when you have these uh, mouths to feed? Well, it'll be tough, but I can do it. All right, but why? Uh, I mean, as Drew said, what happened to the first guy? Does he even know? No, I, he moved away before I found out that I was. Well, pregnant. Why don't you notify him but, and uh, get him involved in this? Well, you did, you I didn't try. Other than like, I mean, I've talked to people. I think you need know. you need an attorney more than anything right now. Oh. Uh, these, yeah. these, these well, dads I, are gonna. I, huh? These dads are gonna. You're gonna have to require them to live up to their responsibilities. Yeah. And I, I think the the guy that got you pregnant is clearly doesn't care about you, Kim. I'm sorry. So but, wouldn't the one now? Yeah, he doesn't care yeah. about Kim. Uh, unfortunately. Oh. Kim, the scary, the, the the really 
heart-wrenching part of this is that Kim really doesn't care about Kim. Not really. And um, I don't know what, what you can do to bring yourself up and get some esteem and uh, start taking care of yourself. Has anybody ever taken care of you? Did yeah. you, did you, you never, you've always been on your own taking care of yourself? Yeah, pretty much. Since, mm-hmm. you know, ninth grade. Yeah. And uh, you, you come from uh, kind of a crappy family? And, uh, I mean, why is it, why is it at the age of 25, Kim, that you, you don't take your life more seriously? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, kids are pretty big, uh, lifestyle change. It's a pretty big responsibility, right? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you got stuff you want to do, right? Yeah. So, why don't you, I, you know, I mean, when the guy didn't pull out the first time, why didn't you say, hey, this is uh, nonsense? This is, uh, this is ridiculous. Oh, I did. I slapped him over the head and I told him he was stupid. But then you let him back in again. Well, that's because I, we had agreed before we went to bed that I wasn't going to have any more kids and that he didn't want any kids. All right, but so. you, you agreed you weren't going to have any kids. Meanwhile, you weren't using any protection. Well, yeah. All right. But All right. Hold on. Oh, okay. Kim, Kim, Kim. Uh, they're not going to teach you this in junior college, but you got to get a little more realistic with your life, right? I mean, you sound uh, like a nice enough person, and uh, you sound like you're probably a pretty decent mom and everything, but you got to be a, a little more realistic about the way people are and the way uh, what they try to get away with sometimes. Uh, well, both, both these dads need to be contacted and held accountable. Uh, the guy who has a kid needs to know he has a kid. He... For, uh, you know, just for moral issues. I mean, he needs yeah. to, he may want to be involved with raising the kid. And I just think in general, Kim, you need to stay more connected with reality. And she's just blowing off reality. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Everything, oh, yeah, that's uh, crappy dad, of course. Yeah, sure. Doesn't everybody? Uh, yeah, of course, she's blowing off reality. Her first uh, statement was, uh, we've been real uh, careful about birth control. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, she's five months pregnant. And uh, obviously... Please. Uh, pulling out is uh, not a form of birth control, and I'll tell you why. The penis oftentimes uh, has a form of uh, Tourette's, and let me explain that statement. Uh, let me figure it out first. <laughs> okay, I've got to figure it out. Here's what Tourette's is. Tourette's is people that uh, they get a thought, they have a condition, where they get a thought, and they can't control it, really, and Blurt, it just comes out. Blurts out their mouth. Yeah, this yeah. guy in the middle of uh, uh, the Million Man March, uh, all of a sudden, he yells nigger he, because he can't help it. He thinks of the worst possible thing to say and then blurts it out. Am, am I right, Drew? Yeah, that's, that's the syndrome. So it's, it's really the scariest syndrome in, in the fact, world because uh, whenever you... Think, uh, maybe you have it, in oh, fact. Whenever you... <laughs> I get paid to have it, though. What I'm saying is, is when you, you know, you meet someone and you're always thinking, oh, geez, look at that nasal hair. Man, this guy's a pig or, oh, boy, are they stupid. And then when you have Tourette's, you just yell it out. Yes, you could parlay it into millions by doing a morning show. But the point is, is uh, the penis has Tourette's where you say, <clears throat> okay, uh, there's no birth control. I'm going to have sex, but I'm going to pull out. And the penis says, uh, <laughs> no. No, nope. we're staying, and uh, we're not leaving until I blurt out whatever it is I got to blurt out. Yeah, you understand, Drew? Oh, uh, just vividly. <laughs> Sarah, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay, thank you. Poor Sarah. Why don't you try rap? Uh, we're here with Sarah Bettens from K's Choice. Uh, nice enough to come by after the gig tonight, and uh, off to the Bay Area tomorrow. Yes, San Francisco. And then you're, you're doing a morning show out there, but then you're going to be playing uh, in the evening? Yes, at uh, the Fillmore. 
Oh, it's a that's a historic place. I know. I've never been there. Everyone's been telling me about it, so I'm really looking forward to it. I've never been there either, but I've uh, seen enough old footage of like Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and uh, you know Grateful Dead and uh, the Doors and all these places. I mean, that was probably uh, you know there and like the whiskey and uh, uh, CBGBs and places like that. Where in like you know late sixties were the places to be, right? Am I right, Drew? I feel it's a little bigger. It's bigger. It's an it's an auditorium, right? It's not a club. I don't know. How right, but I'm is. saying these are these are names that are synonymous right, with, that uh, with the, the legends right, of right, the right, rock right, and roll. Right, 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 right. Okay, please. Emily. Hi, Doctor Drew. Hi, Adam. Hey, you're 15. Hold on a second, Emily. Okay. Hold on. I, I wanna I wanna take this call instead because uh, Anna's got a question for Sarah. Hi. Hey, you're 14. Hi. Hi. I am so thrilled to be talking to you. I saw you at the HF Festival, and you were so, so great. Thank you. And um, I just wanted to say that you really inspired me and everything, but I wanted to ask you... Hold on. Were we, were we on the second stage there? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was there. Yeah, I saw you too. Well, you were uh, fine. I, uh, no inspiration derived? <laughs> Not really. No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> right. I'm guessing uh, she's a budding lesbian, this Anna. Well, yeah, but anyway, um, I was wondering what advice you would give someone my age about getting into the music industry and um, how to start that kind of job. Um, it's hard for me to give advice because I was, we were so lucky in, in what happened to us. Mm -hmm. I think what's, what's very important, and that doesn't only go for the music industry, is that when you really love something, is that you do everything to to get it, I guess. You have to really go and pursue um, what you want to do. And I'm convinced that everyone who really wants something uh, can eventually uh, get it. So. That's really great. <laughs> uh, Anna, do you play an instrument? Um, no, I sing. And uh, what, what get, kind of stuff do you Wouldn't getting sing? an instrument also be a useful thing? Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah, so learn an instrument. That's a good right, idea. But there, there's a lot of uh, women if they have a good voice. Uh, uh, but I if had to be a musician. If you're going to sing, it, it'd be <laughs> no I instrument. Play, you know, I play, I play the violin, but that's okay. not all that useful. Oh, yeah, but the, at least you, so you understand music, and that's yeah. important. Yeah. Okay, can you sing when you play the violin? Who, who was it last? Does. Oh, she does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've had her on the show. Yeah. She loved you too. Did she? Did uh, she, she storm out of here? Yeah, that's right. Oh well, come on. That wasn't my fault. Who'd we have on that night with her? Art from Everclear. Uh, That's right. Well, listen to what happens. Uh, we have Art from Everclear in here, uh, like for the first hour, and then we're going to have Tracy Bonham in here, the uh, singing fiddler. The uh, <laughs> and I think she juggles still. I'm not sure. Uh, or uh, spins plates. That's right. We had her in here uh, the second hour. And she's touring. They're in here together because I think Art and Everclear and uh, Tracy Bonham are out together, uh, going, you know, touring. That's a year ago. And as she's, uh, as Art, I'm kicking Art out of the studio. Art, it's 11 o'clock. You've been here for an hour. That's enough. Tracy is coming in now, and she's going to do the last hour of the show. Well, she goes out and says to Art, uh, listen, don't leave me alone in there. Uh, why don't you come in and hang out? Because sometimes people are a little tense about, you know, a little nervous about doing the show or what have you. Sarah so, wouldn't understand that. So uh, Sarah's she's from Belgium. They're having uh, sex on the subway there. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, no, I, Sarah's not uptight, I can right. tell. But but uh, Tracy was a little, you know, not uptight, a little nervous, you know. So she says, Art, come in and hang out and sit down with me. So Art comes in and sits down 
with uh, with Tracy. And uh, then after about a half hour, she decides that Art is like cramping her style. <laughs> and Art's uh, hogging the mic. And she doesn't want Art in the place anymore. Now, how do I know she doesn't want Art? I was standing there when she was begging Art to come back and sit down with her. <laughs> so then she leaves at the end of the show. And she's all pissed off at me because uh, she barely got any mic time. And it was all Art this and Art that. Meanwhile, she asked Art to come in and hang out. So whose fault is that? Come Yours. on. Right. You're the host. you got to be sensitive. Right, I, knew, I knew she was pissed off. Shut his mic off. All right. Thank you. You didn't know she was pissed she was off. off. She, she you was, did not. Oh, yes. No. Oh, well, how am I supposed to? Oh, I don't pay attention. She yeah, asked right. Art to come sit down. That's I thought right. we are having a good time. Yeah. All right. So, Anna. Yeah. No, no. Keep it off. No. On. <laughs> and, and would you agree with me that generally he, he tunes in. To, we have a male guest, female guest. He's very sensitive to the guy's needs. The woman, uh, she barely, is she in the studio or not? I can't tell. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's always that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out in public, and, too, not just on the oh, air. Oh, absolutely. It's unbelievable. Oh, and quiet down over there. Oh, I'm always listening. <laughs> it's very funny. All right, well, let's be honest, Sarah. Critique me. Have, have I been uh, accommodating? I think you're, you're a very uh, sensitive person. Yeah. Did I put you off in any way tonight? No, you've made me actually feel very comfortable because I was a little nervous about it. Yeah, well, everybody's it's a good night here and there. All right, but I let her sit down, and, I, and she was kind of quiet for the first uh, call or two. But, but I, I sent a call. I sent do, do a mean, question or two her def way. Defensive? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're attracted to me, aren't you? <laughs> Why is that always so funny? Why is that funny all the time? There's never a bigger laugh in this studio than when I ask that question. Is that so bizarre? Yeah. I, it just proves my point about how insensitive you are to women's feelings. I, it's possible. If you that tune into one second to how to they're actually feeling, you wouldn't be as, uh, as uh, shameful as to ask a question like that, to embarrass yourself in that way. You're Why am I embarrassed? Groovy master, Adam. Do, do you hear that? That's Jennifer Gray, a big celebrity. Yeah. Very much into me. How many times have you gone out with her? Okay. All right. Shut his Here mic off. Uh, Anna? <laughs> Sarah, it's not a crime to be uh, attracted to a man in this country. Uh, it's not? No. Oh, you get shot for that in Belgium. Yeah, so I'm saying. Uh, here it's all right to express your love. <laughs> it's a free society. There's nothing you want to say to me. No. no. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, well, uh, thanks for coming by. Uh, case choice, everyone. <laughs> all right. Hey, Anna. Yeah. I want you to, uh, I want you to sing a song. No, I can't. I'll wake up my family. It's it's like almost three o'clock here. I'm on the East Coast. Oh, so. okay. All right. So you're you're not singing. No. All right. You're not playing the fiddle for us. No. All right. There's no. Uh, if I may answer for uh, Sarah, there's no magic uh, pill. Uh, there's no magic um, uh, technique. It's just if you love what you do, you just do it all the time. And if you're good, it works out. Okay. And yeah. that's about it. And there's really, there's, it really solves itself. There's, it takes care of itself. If you love music, if you love singing, if you love playing the fiddle, then you go out and sing, and you play the fiddle as much as possible. And and it, and if you're good, it goes. And you need, you need to have a realistic, uh, you know, judgment of yourself. You need to assess yourself realistically. And if you're not good, acknowledge it and try to find ways you can improve. And, Right, there's well, a lot of yeah. I uh, coming from the world of uh, comedy. I can tell you, there's a lot of guys uh, that I know who've been banging their head for for 15 years. Can't you know? They can't figure out why they can't get a break, but it never dawns on them that eh, maybe I'm not that funny. Yeah. Maybe I'm in the wrong business. But then, boom, they see <laughs> they see a Polly Shore or something. They go, <laughs> wait a minute, there's hope. <laughs> okay. Uh, Emily, 15. Yeah. 
Hi, um, my mom has a mesoteric thrombosis, and her mesoteric artery is completely blocked by wow. a blood clot. Yeah. Um, and I have a five-year-old sister, and my mom's going in for surgery on Monday. Wow. And it's really hard on both of us. I bet. But especially her because she I mean, she's she can't understand it. Oh my God! What is that condition? It, it, well, it's it's a, an artery, the artery to the to the the gut, the the intestine is yeah. occluded for some reason. Is it? You know which mesenteric artery is occluded or what part um, of it? Um, no, it just says um. It's I a mean, usually that's an emergency, and uh, should. Uh, and I'll tell you what. Uh, have they figured out why this happened? Um, she has lupus anti-blood clotting disorder. Okay, so that's why it happened. But she doesn't have lupus. So she has the lupus anticoagulant. And with, with lupus anticoagulant is a very interesting syndrome where people have uh, clot, uh, abnormalities of their clotting system that make them, make them look like they should bleed, yet they clot. Mm. And they have abnormal clotting. And so she needs she needs to see a hematologist. We worked up very, oh, yeah. very thoroughly. Well, uh, she's getting care, but how, how dangerous is this procedure? Well, I mean, mesenteric artery occluded, you can lose big... Big parts of your colon, your, your bowel, depending what arteries occluded where. Oh, uh, so they, I mean, they kill they it, gonna... the, the bowel dies. No blood. So is that what the surgery is? is there may be some removal? Oh, yeah. Um, no, they're not doing that. This time they're doing a... Bypass? A celiac plus plexus block. Oh, she, so she had it a long time ago, and she has pain now. Um, no, she's had her blood clot for the last... Uh, year and a half and she has a lot of pain from it oh yeah and so th now this is to go in to help her with her pain yeah all right that's better right yeah i mean that's just she's been surviving with this thing and been okay right right but my little sister has just been like all right. completely okay all right so how to how to help your sister deal with having an ill mom is really the right. question here and, and and it's not just that she's going in for a surgery now it's that she's been sickly and things are unstable where's where dad in all this Oh, my dad works, and he's a bit of a workaholic. It, you know, uh, how about, is there a grandma or anybody? Oh, not that's trustworthy enough. Oh, trustworthy enough. <laughs> Stable, you mean? Yeah. You, you have to find a way to let your sister be connected with another woman, which is a, of a, of a mother-type figure, or dad, uh, in a way where she can feel secure and not be concerned that somebody's going to leave her. Your mom needs to tell her clearly that she's okay, she's going to be around, that she loves her, she's not going anywhere. This child needs to know that she is not going to be abandoned or left alone, that she's got to hear that over and over and over again, and she needs at least one or more adults around that she can connect with consistently on a regular basis throughout the day for the next several months. Yeah. Please get that. Emily, you can't, you can't do that. It's great that you're understanding and, and uh, sensitive to what your sister's going through, but uh, get, get an adult in on this and the one who's available emotionally. All right, Emily. We'll be back. Thanks. And I'm uh, sure you found me delightful. This Thank one. you for putting up with Adam. <laughs> uh, Paradise in Me is the name of uh, Kay's Choice latest CD. Please go out and get that. Uh, all right. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, God knows who's going to be in here. Uh, uh, Sherry also talked, uh, put Micah in, uh, on hold too, and Art, and these poor people have been on hold for over an hour, and we never got to them. I feel bad. That's not fair. So, uh, we'll talk to them, uh, tomorrow night, and until tomorrow night, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth & Nail Records. Good, Obo. Obo.
Bobo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.